Hey everyone, welcome to the She Talks Too Much podcast, episode one. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Let me stop. I'm just so excited. This has been a long time coming. It's just so dope. Like, you, you know when you're a dreamer and you just dream and dream and fantasize. And you're like, how am I going to put this? Like, how am I going to take this out of my brain and actually, you know, put it into fruition? Like, make it happen. Put some legs on it. So I'm so happy to be here. My name is Taylor, a.k.a. Tay-Tay, a.k.a. Taylor's World, if you're nasty. My background is I'm from Massachusetts. I'm 24 years old. I went to St. John's University in Queens, New York, graduated last year, 2021 graduate. And I'm just trying to, you know, enjoy life and, you know, start my career really get into this podcast thing. I think it's really dope to have a platform to be able to express yourself. And, you know, I'm someone who needs that. The name behind the podcast, you know, I've always been the kind of kid who talks a lot. I used to take it as an insult. It used to be something that bothered me. But, you know, as you become an adult and as you get older, you learn how to manage certain things. You learn how to, you know, time and place. And, you know, right now I should be quiet. I went to a strict charter school and they had these like values, like, you know, silence when people are talking, you know, very, you know, very, very militant that school was, you know, so all my report cards on the progress reports, teacher, parent, parent, teacher meetings, you know, Taylor gets distracted too easily or she talks too much and da, 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 da. So that's who I am. You know, and I love myself, and I'm not going to apologize for who I am. Instead, I'm going to take what naturally comes to me and make it work. Period. Um, Some hobbies, what I love, the things that are important to me. My family is number one. Family is the most important thing to me. Although, when you have that kind of value, sometimes it'll make you get your feelings hurt because family are just people. And you know when you're growing up as a kid, you have, like, this view of people in your family that's like untouchable on a pedestal but when you get older and you become you know your brain forms and matures and you see things differently and then you start seeing people for who they are it's disappointing but it's you know it comes with a territory it's real life shit that's just how it is but i love my family um my zodiac sign do I want to say my zodiac sign? Do I want to save it? I'm going to say it. My big three, because I'm really into astrology. I love that shit. I think that, you know, some of it can be fake, like daily horoscopes maybe. But when it comes to the science behind astrology, it makes sense. And it plays a part, like the alignment of the stars in the sky, the moment you were born. That means something. I would say that means something. My sun sign, a.k.a. my birthday, where it falls. I'm a Libra, lucky Libra, okay? All day, all night, all the time, it's given Libra. People often don't believe I'm a Libra, though, because I'm an evolved Libra. I'm a Libra who's very comfy in her skin. I'm also a Libra who, on the, I mean, on the surface, I may not express the most libra qualities people people have said to me libras can be shy or libras are like i I don't know i'm a shy person people don't believe it but i've had to work on it that's why it's not so obvious as it used to be but being a libra you know we're diplomatic balanced social 
um, et cetera, et cetera. But my rising in my moon sign is what really shines through now that I'm 24 years old. As a teenager, as a kid, Libra all day. Kind of people pleasing or not even only that, but kind of like had a hard time saying no. All that shit. My moon and rising is Leo. And when I tell people that, they're like, hmm, oh, they're shocked. But it's also like, okay, that kind of makes sense because you're fiery. So the fire in the air, I, you know, I think they work together pretty well. You know, yeah, they work together pretty well. Because the Libra side of me, I've always been very humble to the point where it messed with my self-esteem. And then the Leo aspect of myself reminds me who the hell I am, period. And we all need that, that pick-me-up. So it's a nice little balance. Some of my hobbies, I mean, I really... So my major in college was communication arts, concentrated in media management. So I'm really into the entertainment industry. Music's my first love. I grew up in church, a Black Baptist Southern-type church, even though it's in the North. You know, most of the Black elders came from the South, so it's very Southern-like. That's the vibe I get. Negro spirituals and all, you know... Very, very, very musically inclined. Everybody knows that, like, even the artists that we know and love, when you get your start in church, that just sets you up for success. Like, having that church, like, like that churchy foundation, that's important. So I've been going to the same church since I was three years old, grew up there. That was, like, my, those are my early, early introductions to music, and my mom's a music head. She's, she always says that she's an 80s um, house head, so house music, all that. So you can only imagine, like, when Renaissance came out, I was living for it because that's the kind of music that I grew up on, you know? But my, you know, I love entertainment. So television and film, I love a good TV show and movie. Everybody who knows me knows I'm a binge watcher. I love TV. I love the beauty in acting. A good actor like, it's it's amazing. It's moving. That's why I watch the Oscars. That's why I watch the Emmys. Because I want to see these people win. And I do this thing, like, as I'm watching, I'll take a little list. Like, okay, let me check out that movie, that movie, or that show. You know, the the stuff that's, like, each category. I'm going to write it down. Because it means a lot to get nominated for these things. Like, yes, you know, the Grammys aren't everything. The Oscars aren't everything. The Emmys aren't everything. The Tonys aren't everything. But it means something to get that kind of recognition on that on that high level. So I'd be in my notes section on my iPhone. Like, oh, let me uh, check this out. Like, you know, I really love all that type of stuff. Music, you know, that's what I was saying is my first love because of church and because of how my mom raised me. But yeah, so let's get into what we're going to talk about today. So first and foremost, I do watch The Real Housewives of Potomac. <sighs> These bitches get on my fucking nerves. My two favorite, people think I'm crazy for loving Ashley. But my number one is Karen. Karen can, like, come on. She runs that show and she's just... Miss Karen Huger, Mrs... Karen Huger, she's just a class act. Karen is just the best, and Karen is also hilarious. One of my favorite moments is uh, in like our R H O P history is when Karen called Robin a dizzy bitch. You 
the dizziest bitch sitting at this table. I said, tell her, Karen. And I used to love Robin. But, like, this season, not even this season, pretty much after what happened with Monique and Candace, Robin just got weird. I don't know. I feel like, you know, it was wrong, obviously, when Mia threw that drink in Wendy's face. But the way Robin went about that, I think that was actually the turning point. Like, just the whole thing with Wendy and Robin, I was like, wow, not Robin actually being mean. And, like, it was a good point that, like, why was Robin so quick to talk about how Monique was wrong? Even though that is different because Monique, like, Monique and Candace literally got physical. The drink went on Wendy, yes, but they never hit each other. So the situations are slightly different. But it's still some kind of physicality. And it was just funny to see Robin jump on the Candace bandwagon with that fight. But with the whole thing with me and Wendy, it was very much so, Wendy, you're antagonistic, you're antagonistic. Like, Robin loved the taste of that word in that episode. Girl, shut up. Like, expand your vocabulary or something. Like, I don't understand why she kept, like, abusing that word. But it was just weird. And then people really didn't like when Robin started recording. Um, I thought it was weird. I did understand when she was like, you know, so nobody can, so nobody lies about nothing. Like, you know, I have it on video, whatever. Like, but still, that was just so bizarre. And then the way, you know, this is not even only, this is not even an episode recap. This is really season seven so far because there's just so much that I want to say. This is the way Robin put the Bluetooth speaker on the table. Now, I did not like Candace before only because. I love I love the way Candace speaks. I think she has a beautiful voice. I think she's very talented. But I just the only thing I didn't like about Candace was really just her mouth and how her and how her first resort was the jugular. I didn't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think it's like, damn girl, that's usually like the fourth or fifth or maybe sixth thing you say. But for that to roll off your tongue first, it just made her look like I feel like she didn't allow people to really pay attention to the disrespect that she also received because her reaction then became bigger than the problem at the actual problem at hand. Like, who the fuck remembers what happened? Now we're just focused on what the fuck Candace just let out her mouth. I feel like if she were to calm down the jugular comments and just calm that down and not come so hard, people would actually take her side more often because we'd be able to pay attention to what really started it because it is true like people say about Potomac like and you know the TikTok community is what made me realize I love TikTok follow me on TikTok at Taylor made it but on TikTok they said how people said that if you notice Candace never starts anything it's people who start with her and I thought about it and I sat here and I really 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 thought about it and it's true I think that people do poke her and then they see how she cries so easily. And then she suddenly becomes a target. Stop crying, Candace. Please. I can't fucking stand it. 
the only reason why I can't stand it is because it's literally constant. I'm not against tears. That's human. But it's like also, it's like the fact that Candace also cries when she's going off. It's like the crying is there when she's sad and the victim, but also when she's like the aggressor. It's just the crying. It's a lot. But, you know, I don't talk about nobody's mom, nobody's parent, but I think that a lot of the reason as to like how Candace deals with her emotions has to do with the way her mom treats her. As we all saw, how her mother used to treat her, or I don't know if she could still treat her that way, but it was really, really tough. It was really mean. And I was so against when... Candace and Chris were getting married and her mom was like, oh, I don't want your uh, your brother there. That's so fucked up to me because I feel like as a parent, you got to put your feelings to the side for, you know, for a step sibling, not a step sibling, a half sibling. Like, yes, sometimes half siblings come, you know, they're created out of chaos. You know, sometimes that happens, like, you know, somebody cheated or X, Y, and Z, but the fact that Dorothy was not able to take her feelings out of it for the greater good of her daughter that really bothered me and I guess I don't know I don't know I just feel like I've seen so many parents put their feelings to the side for a man they can't freaking stand a man who's hurt them hit them cheated on them did whatever and then vice versa men put their feelings to the side for their kids for the woman that they can't fucking stand so I just didn't understand why she couldn't think about Candace's happiness and the fact that it was her wedding and she wanted her brother to be there. That was so off. It was just off-putting. It was crazy. But back to the episode at hand, I think that, you know, Wendy and Robin kind of had a, you know, a kumbaya moment. That didn't seem genuine at all, and I, and I feel like they're going to have a problem again this season. At all. I think that I think that Robin has her mind made up about Wendy. It don't look like it's getting swayed anytime soon. But then Robin and Candace. It's true. Robin was um in her corner and on her side when it came to Giselle accusing Chris of making her feel uncomfortable. Robin didn't agree with that. And I thought that was kind of cool to see Robin just stand on her own. Because, yes, obviously, we know Robin's her own woman. But a lot of times... She doesn't really express her point of view aside from Giselle's as often as I feel like we should see. You know, Robin has her own mind, her own brain. But, like, sometimes in front of the cameras, she goes, you know, more with what Giselle is going with. And that just goes to show, too, like, Giselle just has more problems with people than Robin. So Robin just be there. But... It was cool to see Robin let Giselle know, like, no, like, I don't agree with that. And then for her to go meet with Chris and Candace, and she she even said to them, like, don't be like that. Like, she let them know and made it clear that she had a mind of her own, and this was her opinion. And just because Giselle's my close friend doesn't mean I agree with her, period. So, you know, the whole Miami trip, that shit was fucking, it was cursed. Because, you know, Candace was pissed because of what happened with Wendy and Mia, so that's why she kind of had a chip on her shoulder with Robin. And I think that it wasn't a problem like when Robin was telling Candace about it. But then I feel like it sunk into Candace's brain that Robin was recording and kind of like making Wendy to be the bad guy. That's what ticked Candace off. So, you know, to fast forward to then like have an attitude with Candace 
Just because she's upset about her friend, which she has the total right to, Robin takes that as a personal dig. And then has her fucking raggedy-ass Bluetooth speaker on the table in public in Miami at a restaurant. That was so fucking weird. It was weird. And Candace, deservedly so, went off on her that night in the van or in the freaking whatever, when they were on their way back to, to the crib. Candace did that rightfully so, because why are you doing that? What's the point? Because if you had an issue, you could have came to me directly. They all put, they all ambush each other though. Like whenever Candace cries about it, I'd be like, girl, whatever, because they all do it. That was just so uncalled for. Like, I feel like Robin's been doing a lot of like grandstanding. Like, why are you doing shit that's so, like you're doing too much. Like what happened to the Robin that was just, you know, there, this bitch want to take out her camera with flash. Robin was not just recording. Sis had the nerve to be blinding people in the process of that recording. I already know when Robin turned that video off when she ended it. I know people had freaking floaters in their eyes look, seeing black dots from being blinded from that damn flash. Like, that was so stupid. So ridiculous. But, you know, I don't know what's going on with Robin. People keep saying that, too. And I'm like, okay, I'm happy I'm not alone. Like, something just seems different. I think it's interesting that Robin doesn't want her parents at her wedding. I love seeing the girls turn 16, the twins. They're beautiful. And I think they're so funny. I think that Grace, Adore, and Angel, all three of them keep Giselle very humble. Like, girl, you may act a fool in your so you know, within your social circle, but we're gonna humble you every chance we get at home. Okay? And they're doing the they're doing the Lord's work. So they're they're mad dope. And what else? I don't understand. To backtrack, I don't understand why Mia even... So this is what I tell people. Mia was still mad at Wendy from from the season six reunion. Wendy was so damn rude and mean to, to Mia at that reunion. I remember. She was so mean to her. It was when they were wearing all pink. So that's the only thing that could come to my mind as to why Mia was dragging it with Wendy so much that night. Because that stood out to me. I remember how mean Wendy was being. I thought it was funny, though. Because Mia, Mia's annoying. And she needs to shut up. But it was really bizarre that you're going to take this small little-ass situation with messy-ass Peter Thomas, which was so fucking feminine of him, by the way. Like, the fuck are you creating problems for amongst a group of women, weirdo? So, you know, there was that. So for me to drag it and, like, feel the need to address him about it, like, girl, you really got up from the table and went to go ask Peter? That's a grown-ass man you're talking to. If Peter got an issue, if Peter wanted to tell you, he would have, and he could have handled it if, it if it was that big of a deal. And, you know, when she brought it back to the table, Wendy was 100% right. I don't beef with men. So that's number one. And that's something I would say. So when Mia was like, uh, Wendy, like that's my family. That was so weird. Like, girl, baby girl, I promise you that Peter don't give a fuck about you. He don't care about you, girl. He do not give two shits about you. He's not riding for you the way you're riding for him, boo. That shit was so fucking stupid. She, yo, Mia's embarrassing. 
that's what it is. You know, it's just like, girl, you're doing way too much. But, like, I don't need to tell any other man other than my husband that I'm coming in, in, into town. Hell yeah, Wendy. And you see, I didn't like Wendy either. In this argument, though, I was fucking with everything Wendy said. Like, yes, I agree, I agree, I agree, period. It's only one man I got to answer to. And because Mia and G are so, un- like, they're they're not as traditional. And because of that, Mia's like, you need to stop doing that. You need to, like, why do you think like that? Like, girl, why are you trying to, like, at the end of the day, what you got, what Mia has is more taboo, so just let Wendy be traditional. The hell? There's nothing wrong with that. We need to bring that back, if anything. You know, Mia and her husband kind of remind me of what Ashley and Michael were. Like, they're just more, you know, they're freaky. Like, you know, and there's levels of being freaky. I'm sure Wendy and her husband are freaky too, but I'm just saying, like, they're just, it's different. So I didn't like that she was trying to do all that. And sorry that Wendy struck a nerve and you threw the drink and ended up looking dumb and then wanted to cry to Robin. My nails, do you see my nails right now? My nails, I need to get my nails. Girl, shut up. Because the only reason that your nails are off is because of you charging like a raging bull. Like, you knocked your own nails off. They came off when when your hand hit the chair, when security grabbed you, when, you know, your purse knocked the rest off. Like, imagine throwing a freaking drink, but then complaining. Like, girl, bye. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. I feel bad for the way that Ashley feels. I need Ashley to realize you are a beautiful young black woman. You still have time. You still are in your prime. You're still... Because, <laughs> you know, Michael did age her. He did. She looks, like, much older, but she still looks young. I'm just saying, like, you can tell. Like, she kind of gave me, like, young teen vibes when she first, not young teen, old teen vibes when she first started, like, a nice 18, 19. I was like, she is so full of life, and she still is. But I think that, obviously, people change when they have kids, you know, rightfully so, because that's, you know, that's the natural progression of life. But Ashley's just still hot and young, and I want her to realize it. Like, girl, you don't need him. You you do not need him. You have a beautiful family around you to support you. You have friends to help you and support you. You And you also, something that a lot of mothers don't have, you have other mom friends. Y'all can band together and just hang out. It could be like one big babysitting thing. Like, it could be really cute. You got people in your corner, but that doesn't that does not negate the fact that divorcing your husband is difficult. It's difficult. So I hope that she finds the strength that she needs, and I hope that she heals, that her heart heals from what Michael has put her through. Because for Michael to cheat on Ashley, it'd be the, yo, it'd be the audacity, bro, it'd be the audacity of these men. It'd really, really be the fucking audacity. Michael... Michael's old, scary-looking Australian ass is going to cheat on hot, young, beautiful Ashley, bro. (sighs) Ashley is the age of his freaking kids. You should be lucky and happy, Michael, that a young woman like that is even looking your way. 
I don't know if it's the male ego that makes these motherfuckers so mentally ill. <sighs> like, Michael, you're crazy. You, you're crazy. You fumbled. I just want Ashley to find her happiness because she freaking deserves it. People don't like Ashley, you know, but Ashley can be a a fire starter a little bit. You know, she can be a troublemaker. But y'all want to know the thing that I love about Ashley so damn much? Ashley will always take accountability. Like, for example, with Candace, you got to pull it out of her. You got to pull it out of Candace. But with Ashley, you know what? I am sorry for that, and I am sorry that I made you feel that way. I love that. I love a queen that can own up. That's dope. So I think that's a really that's a really cool piece of who she is, that she is mature enough to own up to it. Obviously, season one, it wasn't like that. But, you know, it came later. She still did it back then, but it's quicker now. Like, now she'll do it right away. And I freaking love that. Next on the list, we have Amber Rose's single, Surprise Me. I cringed. I hate it. I think that Amber Rose, stop. Stop. Please stop. I think that you're a beautiful woman. You have a lot to offer, but it's just not uh, music. And that's okay. Music's not for everyone. Music is an outlet, though. And, you know, whoever wants to make music can make music, but doesn't mean you should. Oh man. It was it was a little embarrassing. I'm not gonna lie. It was weird. Like you know, it just makes me feel away too, because it's like there's so many talented people. Like people who should actually be making music or be known in music that are struggling to break through. So when I see people like Amber Rose, ugh. It's it's tough. I'd be feeling bad for my brothers and sisters trying to break through. Because I'm like, y'all are the ones we need to hear. Oh, my Lord. It's crazy. It's like, God help us. People were saying that it gave them sweetie vibes. I disagree with that. Like, sweetie, she's I. But I like her music. I think she has some bomb producers. I like the way she raps, too. Sometimes it's annoying, though. Like, like we get it. It's Icy Girl. Like, yeah. I am extremely devastated to learn this morning that Twitch has died and committed suicide. My mother called me, and I was still sleeping. And she said, Twitch committed suicide. I said, what? My heart dropped to my feet. One thing about me and my mother, we loved So You Think You Can Dance in the early 2000s. And that season with Twitch, when, when it was his, because Twitch came back a few times um, on the show. Twitch's freshman season with comfort and you know you know just the legends of so you think you can dance my heart goes out to twitch and his family i'm so devastated 
I always loved Twitch. I thought his personality was golden. I thought he was so talented. I loved it when him and Comfort danced. You know, my two hip-hop heads rooting for everybody black. So you already know Comfort and um, Twitch were my favorites. My mom was even trying to get us to go to the tour. Do y'all remember when So You Think You Can Dance? Even American Idol, the people from that season, they would go on tour and perform. And then I remember when I first saw Twitch on Ellen, on the Ellen show, I was so happy for him. I was like, go ahead, Twitch. Like, we are going to know your name. The whole world is going to know your name. His legacy is so great. Oh, my gosh, Twitch. Like, who would have thought that he was... Oh, my God. You got to check on people. But even if you check on people, sometimes they still keep it to themselves. It's like, it's a phenomenon. Depression. It's not easy. I sometimes deal with my own depression. Twitch, man, Twitch. Ugh. Loved his TikToks. I just, Twitch is just, he's a household name, like Twitch. It's Twitch. Like, it don't feel real that he committed suicide. And I didn't expect, like, the self-inflicted gunshot wound. Ugh. Twitch. Man. My heart's going out to his wife, who was also a dancer, and his three kids. Oh, man, Twitch. And around the holidays, the holidays are never going to be the same for those kids and his wife. The holidays is a sad time for a lot of people. People get the, you know, the holiday blues. And maybe that's what Twitch was dealing with. We don't know. We don't know Twitch's whole life story. We don't know what he's you know, what he went through as a child, the things he's seen, what he's dealing with, his own uh, mental battle. And the holidays are a tough time. People, you know, sometimes get bad memories and, you know, ugh, certain things that happened, those feelings get pushed to the surface around Christmas. Everyone just be there for the people you love and care about. Check on them. Even if you think they're okay, check on them and don't stop. Ugh. It's just so sad. I can't. But on that note, I'm going to end the episode here. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I appreciate all of you who have tuned in. This podcast is going to evolve over time. And I'm very excited for where it's going to go. I go by the name of Taylor. This is the She Talks Too Much podcast. We'll see you again soon.